Welcome to The Megyn Kelly Show, your home for open, honest, and provocative conversations. Hey everyone, I'm Megyn Kelly. Welcome to The Megyn Kelly Show. We have a big show for you today. In fact, this might be our biggest show ever. We've got Kim Kardashian, Caitlyn Jenner, Donald Trump is here, along with Vladimir Putin and President Joe Biden. (laughs) It's not exactly an April Fool's, actually. We've got comedian Kyle Dunnigan, and he does spot on impressions of all of them. In addition to writing and performing great comedy, uh, his impressions are scary good. Uh, He's an Emmy, a Peabody and a Writers Guild award winning uh, comedy writer and performer. And this is his first time on the show. Kyle, welcome. Hello. What's going well, on with that background there? You look like you're in I, Versailles. I'm redoing my house. I actually, um, I just put that chandelier in myself. My so house is actually a disaster. I have to put in fake backgrounds because um, it's embarrassing. My house is like a crack den. And uh, I'm thinking of moving, actually. I'm looking at uh, some uh, other real estate because well, I was going to redo it, but it's it's so bad and you can't get anybody to work in your house anymore. So I knew I knew you didn't actually live at Versailles because I've heard you talk about your tiny. Well, at least back in the day, your tiny apartment where you have to, you know, your couch has to double as a bed and it makes bedding a woman a little awkward. <laughs> oh, that's so that is so long ago. That's a deep track. I forgot about that joke. I've Where'd done you my see homework. That? It was on Conan. Oh, they oh, they said, oh, I did that. OK, mm-hmm. yes. The creaking old bed. So you've moved up in the world, but not yet to Versailles. Yeah, I have a bed. Have you watched that, by the way? Because <laughs> I heard I have to watch that. What? Versailles? The, the new the new Versailles. There's a new one. Apparently. No, no, no. I, oh. I, I love generally period pieces. I haven't even, I don't know, actually know, even know what you're talking about. I assume it's a period piece. It's <laughs> called Versailles. But like the no. only one I couldn't tolerate was Bridgerton, where like they were suddenly making like people of different races who in like, it was so woke. I'm like, and peace out. Give me some Julian Fellows. That's all I need. I'll yes. be asleep in two minutes. This is like, it's called the Queen of Versailles. I told you the wrong name. And it's a woman who built this like really expensive house and uh, they went broke and there was a documentary and that was a new one where they got the money, I guess, to finish it. Oh, okay. Well, I'm into that. I like overspenders. Yes. I'm here to plug that. There's a huge (laughs) delay, by the way. Oh no. Well, that's, that'll be awkward. I'll try to keep my mouth shut. I'm going to keep going like this. (laughs) Um, I'm seeing myself in two different screens. Okay. How do you look? You, you, like I look, it? you know, it's funny because Danny, uh, I guess one of your producers, she was very sweet. And she goes, you know, just take, you know, be in like 10 minutes, maybe like comb your hair or you check she through that in. <laughs> God bless her, Danny. She, I'm not paying her enough. <laughs> no, she she was right. And now my hair looks great. I think we all were thinking that. Yeah, you look hot. It's, I don't know what yes. happened with those other girls. It was wrong. I've, I've actually I've always wanted to be considered hot and uh my whole life I've tried and I, I gave up a few years ago, but um, just growing up, I I, just, I don't know. I thought it could happen eventually. And you actually get uglier as you get older. Did you know that? I, I am aware. I'm fighting it every step of the way. <laughs> you look great. What is that like to you give look- up on trying to be hot? I mean, what, you, what, what does that entail? It's freeing. In a way, it's freeing, you know, because uh, I used to like when I leave to go out and look in the mirror you know you check yourself out and you're like all right cool i don't even look in the mirror anymore i leave and sometimes i'll feel the top of my head and i'll feel there's like a hair way up and i look like alfalfa or something but i just it's freeing because i don't 
think about what I look like. Well, how how does that manifest? Because, you know, sometimes you come home, if that happens, I can I never do that. But I can relate just if I take the dogs out in the morning and then you come back in and suddenly you realize mm-hmm. you got like some patch of dry skin that's very unsightly. <laughs> like, has that ever yeah. happened to you? Or you're like, I, actually, oh. I, sh- I should stop in front of the mirror. No. Yeah, yes. It's it's um, it's a terrible idea. <laughs> I don't recommend it. Right. Um, you, you're not married. No. No, I do need a girlfriend. That's that's also why I'm here. Um, <laughs> Great. I need more of like a nanny. Yes. I need a nanny. That's mm. what I need. Mm-hmm. Which women are into apparently. <laughs> Not um, a lot. <laughs> no, I'm very busy, and I think uh, I busy myself because I I don't date much. I don't go out much at all, actually. So when you say you need a nanny, let's run through that because Danny actually is available and she's on um, all of the dating sites. So I'm going to I'm going to run a little interference for her. What specifically is it that you would like? Danny's been very so far. She's been like a nanny. She said, fix your hair. (laughs) She's that kind of nanny. Just she needs to go like, look, you you have to, um, you know, iron your shirt, just kind of taking care of me, walking around, you know, zip up your fly. And then sort of like you have to pay your insurance. That bill's, you know, been sitting there for three months. Things like that. Like keep keep me on track. What you really need is not a Danny. You need an Abby. Abby's my assistant. And that's what she does. She does everything yes. for me. It's one, I mean, today I sent her just a random text saying this night in April, Yardley, play. That's it. Like no information. She's just got to figure it out from that point. I'm, yeah. I'm turning into Anna Wintour, you know, right? Isn't she's like, bore someone else with your questions. But you need an yeah. Abby. You need an assistant. I, I really do. Really bad. I need, Maybe I need both of them. I also want a night nanny. And what that is, you know, you're on the couch and you're really tired, but you have to get up and floss and brush your teeth and yes. get in your bed. I just want someone to pick me up you know, like a child and then floss for me, like put me in bed and just floss my mouth <laughs> and brush my teeth as my bed. And then, cause you can go from like tired couch right into uh, your, your bed. So you need, actually a, you need a large a business, woman, a, lar- a large size woman who doesn't want to ever have sex with you. Cause I don't believe any woman wants to have sex with a man that she sees floss. Yeah. Flossing is disgusting mm-hmm. when you really think about it and you're flicking like food all over your house your mirror right it's like you really you got to do cleanup after the floss i've been married to doug for almost 15 years now never once have i seen him floss in fact he almost did it last week and i was like we've made it 15 years what are you doing no wait until i get out of the bathroom no he knows i don't want to see that and i would never even try doing that in front of him because i i think it's important even after 15 years and i'm 51 years old to try to keep the you know heat alive try yes, to keep it at least no, possible i think that's great i think that's smart and i i wonder why there isn't a floss invention that must be hard to do but just like something you just put in your mouth it does it and you take it out you know what i mean <gasps> that's brilliant i mean wouldn't that be the everyone would get that well because what do you do at the restaurant when you realize that there's food in your teeth but you're not supposed to pick your teeth so then you get up yeah. and you go to the bathroom and you take care of the the issue then you come back mm-hmm. you eat more and then what if you get yeah. more in there then you get like you, people keep you go to the restroom 20 times people think you have a cocaine habit do you bring um people do think that about me do you bring <laughs> floss to the restaurant always i've always got it in my bags <laughs> cocaine <laughs> oh floss uh-huh. do you know i've never my audience knows this, i'm i'm kind of a goody two-shoes i've literally never tried a drug really yeah 
I'm sure that's I'll, strange in the comedy world, but like never, never. I've never tried. I'm not a, drug. a big druggy. Alcohol. <laughs> yes, that's my only drug of choice. <laughs> yes, all day long. Yes, yeah, so as, as much as humanly uh, possible. <laughs> I'm too drunk to find my cocaine. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big drug person. I never tried cocaine or heroin. At this point, I feel like it's dangerous for me to try that stuff. Well, what do you make of? I was just re- reading. There's this. Um, great guy. His name is Rav Aurora, and he's a writer, and uh, he's only 20 years old. He's Canadian, um, but he's very provocative, and he's written a lot of great pieces over COVID and so on about being, you know, young. He's anti-woke. Um, he's a he's a man of color, but he's anti-woke, and he's written mm-hmm. some pretty brave pieces. Anyway, he recently wrote a piece about dealing with his depression, and he tried, um, I'm going to screw up the, the letters, but is it MDNA, like ketamine, oh, that yeah. kind of thing? Mm-hmm. And more and more people are trying this, where it's like this psychedelic that you take in the presence of a, like a, a doctor, some sort of a psychiatrist yes. or what have you. They give it to you. you you're under their supervision the whole time. And mm-hmm. it's supposed to really help with depression. I want to, I almost took that. I was too scared because the high or whatever you want to call it is sounds terrifying to me. You sort of lose your ego and your sense of being in your body. Um, and they say it's like a near death experience. I guess it's the same drug that gets released when you die mm. in your brain. I might be wrong wow. about that, but uh, it sounds terrifying to me. Uh, but like, if it looks like I'm looking the, over, I, I hear <laughs> in two different spots on my computer. I'm trying to handle this. Let's see. I'm not looking away you, from I'll you. I'll tell you like when this. you're looking I'm into actually, the camera. Not, not, not now. You're no. here and here, so I'm look not up. looking at you. Look up. I mean, it's not. I'm always looking at you. Just know Don't that. Don't look at me. Look at. Try Looks to look creepy. into the camera, like which okay. means. Sorry. Everybody. Yeah. Oh, you just had it. Look. Yeah, yes. Hi. There. Hi. That's I, camera. I'm just looking into a void. Okay. Welcome to my world. Me too. Well, here I'm at Sirius today. All the power in yeah. my house. I normally do the show from my house, but all the power in my house was shut down today, and um, so oh. I came into Sirius, and now the the television monitor, like the the camera that is, is like two feet above the actual monitor. So if I want to read a prompter, because sometimes they put stuff in the prompter, the the advertisements and so on, it's yeah. I'm not looking at the camera. It's a little awkward. I'm going to draw a picture of you and then put it at the top of my computer. <laughs> All right? Could you, could you just shave off like 15 years? That'd be awesome. You look great. I'm, I'll show you. Oh, God, you're doing it uh, now. You, yeah, I got that. So I'm going to put this at the top so we can see, see. Megan. <laughs> it's like okay. a ghost. <laughs> no this actually helps in a weird way all right okay there we go there we go hi it's Megan. a it's a mystery to me why you flubbed your audition yeah. for snl oh my god <laughs> that was that was so painful to talk about until recently because you know for many years i just thought i had to go back and live with my mother you know <laughs> like this was not working out in connecticut and um in connecticut wow Wow, you do your research. Well, I recently yes. moved there and I read oh. you You said something like, um, I can't remember how you put it, but it was like, I grew up with absolutely no edge. <laughs> yes. I don't remember saying that, but that is true. That's Where funny. in Connecticut are you? So I don't reveal that publicly. We'll talk later. Where, what's your exact, <laughs> what's your social Street. security number? <laughs> how much do you weigh? <laughs> I'm a fat piece of s. I'm I'm afraid of <laughs> saying swears or, or I, what, what's the thing on here? I get demonetized you're, all the time, oh, so I try to be careful for no, other people. No, you're allowed. We have the explicit rating on our show, so you're allowed to swear. Oh but shit! But I'm man. not going to be joining you because I took a vow, my Lenten vow, to give up swearing for Lent, 
and oh. I have done the worst fucking job at it. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds sounds like you're having a tough time. But I think that is a good idea. I would like to stop saying like. So if I say like, uh, maybe you could admonish me. And if you mm. swear, um, I don't. I could give you a dollar if I say like, and you okay. give me a dollar and you swear. I is like that. that. Punishment? I need somebody to get me the little taboo buzzer. You know the taboo buzzer. You need a shot collar, like a dog, you know, and they walk out of your yard area. Don't get me started. My audience doesn't. Want- so I, I have two dogs. One is three. What kind? They're yeah. they're both English labs. One's yellow and one's oh. red. And little red is almost a year old. And he's so bad. His name is Strudwick, or as my mom calls him, Shrudy or Schroeder or Stud. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has no idea. Um, so Strudwick is a weird name. I grant my mom that. Anyway, he's so bad. Like he literally will jump up on the counter and eat the food just this morning. It's Friday. So my husband makes yeah. pancakes for the kids on Fridays and literally um, ate my daughter's three pancakes right off of the plate as he took them off the griddle. And and all my audience is like, you are the dumbass. Put your dog in the crate. So we tried that. He barks all morning. Put him outside. He barks all morning. Okay. Yeah. Walk around the kitchen with him on the leash. I did that. He still jumps up. Like you can't, do, you can't get anything done. I don't know what you- to do. Have you tried a trainer, like someone to come like that Caesar Milan guy kind yes. of thing? Yes, we spent a lot of money to send him away <laughs> to what I up. call military reform school. And he apparently flunked out. He came back oh. and for a week, Kyle, he was amazing. And then he went right back to, and I know oh, the trainer's like, that's you, that's I know. That's, but like, he wasn't doing any of the bad stuff until he did the bad stuff. And you can't just sit there all day long in the kitchen. I got things to do, waiting to shock him if he gets up on those hind legs. Yeah, I... You are you afraid to be mean? Do you feel like you're being mean to your dog? When you I was at first. I, I didn't at first want to use that shock collar because my good friend, a dog trainer, was like, "No, it's inhuman." I was like, "You're right." And then he kept yeah, trying to eat my other dog's <laughs> crap, and I was like, mm, mm, mm. "One flew over the cuckoo's yeah. nest." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't work. I had my last night. I gave my dog a bone, and uh, she had this a shard came off, it's like two inches and it was sharp. And I saw it in her mouth and I went over because I was really scared she'd, she'd swallow it. And she saw me coming thinking I would want a disgusting bone and she swallowed it whole. <gasps> and she's a tiny dog. So oh, I'm no. just monitoring her. What kind of dog is she? Um, she's a pug chihuahua. Oh, oh, right. She doesn't have any room in there. No, and she's very bad and it's my fault. I, mm. I'm i not a good uh, discipliner. Well, I think I'm- it's funny when she does bad things. Like, like what? What else does she? What does she do that's just, funny bad? I would love funny bad. I have truly growl. distressing bad. <laughs> yeah, yours sounds pretty bad. Mine, she just like growls and barks at me. She she always wants food, and she's just a brat about food, and just constantly barking at me. I don't and growling. I think it's funny. <laughs> the barking, she's I can do that. Probably trying to give you a warning about your yeah. hair. Um, <laughs> yes, we have good friends who have um, Bernie's Mountain Dogs. You know those big old hairy dogs they kind of look oh, like one, yeah. one step removed from a saint bernard they're beautiful and they're one dog and i guess these dogs it's a thing with these dogs they love to eat socks and even when you're that big oh. socks are a real problem so their one oh, dog yeah. ate a big sock and they brought it to the vet and that was vet was like yeah he's gonna need an operation I'm like what so it's gonna oh. be need an operation to take it out and it's gonna be eight thousand dollars our friends are like uh, oh yeah. my god so they paid it we love our animals they paid it and a couple months later, he did it again. Oh my so God. So the husband looks at the wife. He goes, So, like, the dog's totaled, right? He's totaled. That's like, a, you know. <laughs> did they just kill the dog? <laughs> no, of course not. They wound up paying another 
$1,000. And now no one in their family can wear socks. What about, like, what is the price? Because there must be a price where you wouldn't save your dogs. I think about that. Like, there what definitely is. What is the price? Um, I don't there know. Is. I don't know what that the answer is. I don't, you know, I had a biter. This dog bit 17 people and I didn't have the heart to put him down. I couldn't do it. So I gave him to my sister. <laughs> God yeah. bless my sister. She took him. But so I just, I don't think I could ever like put the dog down because of it. Well, what if it was like 50, what if it was like all of your money and you'd be homeless? Would you? There's still... always a different solution. Come I mean, like why, how could that be the only option? This is in my scenario, in my fun scenario, you have to cho choose. I mean, the dog's probably got, let's say the dog has like three years left and it's like $30 million. All right. Well, then a Doug has to do it. Okay. Get someone else to do it. <laughs> or Abby. <laughs> yeah. There was a dog who attacked me when I was younger. I was going to see its puppies. Oh, it's, it's siblings puppies. It was like a mother and there was like a brother and then she had a new litter and I walked with my friends. And then suddenly my two friends in front of me, they split like that. They both ran and I looked and there's just a dog in midair, this English pointer with its mouth open. And I put my arm up, you know, to protect my face. And it just clamped on and just was like shaking and like tore like my arm oh. here. I'm fine. But I was like 12 and I was in shock. And then the owner was like, give him a treat so he knows you're friendly, which is insane. <laughs> and so I was trembling and I gave the dog like a treat and it was like, Meh. And then the dog disappeared. I don't know what happened, but my father was a lawyer and I think it's like something went on there. Uh, don't the dog ask. dog was gone. I didn't ask. That's the thing. Like my parents, was... we had a biter when I was growing up. Bozo was his name and he went to the farm. And I literally, yeah. I think I was 30 by the time I realized there was no farm. That was a lie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the farm. Mm. My father, I'm making my father look awful, but we were in the Dominican Republic and on vacation and my parents wanted us to see like there's people that are like very uh, impoverished and you have it very lucky, you know, they were trying to show us. And so we were in a rental car and there was a dog ahead of us running in circles, like kind of around its owner. And my dad just didn't see that that was happening. Oh, and he boy. thought the dog was running out into the road. So he tried to swerve around the dog like this way, mm -hmm. but the dog was like doing a circle and he just hit the dog. And then we just kept on going because it, it was like a dangerous neighborhood. Oh God. And like no one, we just didn't speak oh. in the car at all. And it was his birthday the next day. My mother wrote dog killer. I'm happy birthday dog killer. <laughs> it was a birthday. hit and run? It was a hit and run. <laughs> and your dad is named Joe Biden. And that man <laughs> is Joe Biden. Come on, man. Yes. I'm sorry, but the, the stuff with like our leaders and their dogs, it's weird. Like why, why did Joe Biden, like the, the German Shepherd suddenly was gone. It was like, it was kind of- Oh, like, is that right? Remember? remember yeah, the dog was problematic. It was like, it, it had bitten some people and suddenly it was gone. Then they had a new one. It was like, what happened to the old one? Champ, I can't remember his name. And what about yeah. Mitt Romney putting his dog in the crate on the top of his car for long- Oh, that's right. Like on the highway road trips. And he's like, the dog liked it. Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, always, they always have to have like a, a pet that's part of the like uh, the family, the president family. What's that called? I think it's the, a tell. Like people who don't treat their dogs well. And for the record, I do oh, yeah. treat Stredwick well. I only joke about yeah, the, the one flew over the cuckoo's nest. <laughs> really nice. Exactly. Yeah. The re but I just am not a good trainer. That's obvious. But there's something wrong with people who don't treat their dogs right. Like they're or they're yeah. They're sus. like I don't like ant they don't like like I don't like dogs. I go uh oh. oh. Yeah. Nervous. Then I can't like you. <laughs> there, there is some though. I've dated girls that have big dogs, and I don't like that. 
Why? To be honest. Why? Because like, if they like have the dog in bed with them, it's like the three of us in the bed and it's like the dog has like balls and, oh, sorry. But, like, you know, the like, like, dollar. Oh, no, that's me. I have to pay the dollar for bed language. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Not yeah. you. Like there, there's like a giant other dude in the bed. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> No, that's not. No, I don't. It's a dog. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I'm not like those sure. big dogs. Like there's another guy there. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. All I right, could well, be wrong. So here's a here's an inappropriate question. Unlike all the other ones I've asked. Yeah. What about yeah. like having action when the dog's in the room? The, uh, yeah. That no. Yeah, that's not good. No. Well, like, have you done it? I mean, it's been a long time. <laughs> Is it on your mind? Like but, you shouldn't uh, be seeing I, this. Yes, yeah, some some dogs. If they're not, some like to get involved. Like my what? dog cannot be in the room because <laughs> she wants to be part of it, and uh, so she has to be locked out. So there's a lot of barking. So what? If I'm you, really making myself uh, look good. You would, you would, you might be on the. You might get a letter. You might be quote queer and and deserve a letter for that. Now, there's got to be some <laughs> new letter for that. I would love to get a letter. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, half of the country wants one. I don't understand it. I think they're glommers. It's like there's the original LGBTQ, and now mm-hmm. it's like I'm two spirit, I'm tree spirit, I'm moon spirit. No, you're not. That's a lie. You're a glommer. It it is amazing how it it never. It's sort of like we put people in categories so we can bunch people in like folders on your c- computer on the desktop. Mm-hmm. And then it, once it started, like you can open that folder, it just, it's like those Russian dolls where it's like, well, you can just keep defining people. Everybody's completely, <laughs> the like, everybody's dolls. an individual. Like you, you just go, you can go as deep as you want and have everyone have their own thing. It's so true. Wait, when we come back, I'm going to squeeze in a break. When we come back, I got to ask my team to pull that Justin Trudeau soundbite that we all love so much where he tries to list all the latest letters. And even Justin Trudeau can't do it. It's actually very <laughs> amusing. Stand by, Kyle. Yeah. I'll pay a bill. And more with comedian Kyle Dunnigan right after this. Don't go away. There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are in France. Which means Tubi is more popular than cigarettes for breakfast. It's more popular than considering iced coffee a total abomination. More popular than loving political revolutions. More popular than mer and mer somehow being different words. Tubi, it's more popular than being French. See you in there. Okay, wait, can we play the Justin Trudeau soundbite of him trying to say all the letters because it's too delicious not to run as often as possible. Here it is. I will never apologize for standing up for an LGDP, uh, LGT, LBT, <laughs> LGBTQ2 plus uh, kids' rights to not have to undergo conversion therapy. Oh my God. That is, I've not seen that. That's pretty good. Isn't it amazing? It's one of my absolute favorites. There's more too. Like he didn't even get through half of them. No, that when I was saying like tree spirit, moon spirit, that's actually yeah. a thing. I only, I only know, or moon, moon gender and tree gender. I only know what my gender is when the moon comes out. <laughs> that's really interesting. Have you ever tried to think about like, hmm, maybe I'm something else and thought about like maybe i'm a tree 
you ever open yourself up to that? No, no. I'm pretty linear in my approach to most most issues. Mm. And, you know, the thing, it bothers me because they dangle it now in front of these kids like it's an option. Like maybe you're maybe you're a tree. You know, you might. That's what I think about. Like when, when I was a kid, if someone was like, you know, you could be whatever. I mean, like, oh, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe I am like a uh, matchbox car or yeah, something. I'll else. Give it some thought. Well, now Kids just today, too. no, is it Wednesday? I think um, HHS just announced that, you know, this big push to sort of recognize, you know, that some kids are trans, which is true. Um, mm. But they're they're looking to fund so-called top surgery. And I love that they call it top surgery. Like, it's just this like sort of fun thing that you do on top. Yay. I, top. I love to be on top. Sure. <laughs> you know, but yeah. it, they're talking about double mastectomy for young girls or breast implants for young boys, which I have yeah. to tell you, knowing a lot of women who have had du double mastectomies, usually they get it because they have that the gene, you know the yeah right um, the mm -hmm. the gene that it makes it very likely you're gonna get breast cancer. It is traumatic. It is not an easy surgery, and like to just yeah. oh top surgery. No no no, it's very mm -hmm. difficult with a lot of side effects. Yeah, yeah, it's major major surgery. And I think about like when I was younger, you know, it's, you kind of, you're trying to find yourself and you're, you want attention. I was talking about myself, but like, you know, I want attention. And the most boring thing is to be a straight white male. Mm. You know, I'd probably be like, gosh, I, let me try to figure something else out. I might, I might think that. And from New England. I mean, it's like, oh. And New, oh, so boring. <laughs> I'm raising I'm two so of those boring. right now. I understand. <laughs> I'm married to is another. Is there any... There's no more boring state than Connecticut. It's <laughs> trees and like no sports team. And you better get to New York as soon as possible. Well, they're big but into nice. ice hockey. Very big into ice hockey. Meanwhile, my, my kids have been living in New York City for the first 10, 12 years of their lives. Not We can't even ice skate. Never mind. Play ice hockey. It's hard. I, I think ice skating is the hardest thing to do. I'm terrible at that. Um, we grew up in, I grew up in Weston, which is right. My mother's in Westport now. She grew up. Uh, she's back in the house she grew up in. Oh, nice. But Westport's really nice. It's just it's just such a nice thing, but there's just nothing there for a child. So you know? I, I will tell you, I love it. I like we left Manhattan in September and I have not looked back even a little. I, really? I grew up in upstate New York, right? So it, that's like, I'm sure, you know, where you grew up in Connecticut. Yeah. And uh, what I love about it, I love driving my kids to school. I love looking out the window and seeing the trees. I love seeing these pretty houses and people out there working on their lawns. You know, that just, it makes me happy. I love seeing kids lined up for the bus stop. I love being able to go to the grocery store and park my car without any stress and then go inside. Yes. And, and it's not like a game <laughs> of chicken. You know, when you yes. go down the aisle, like it's a fat aisle and I have a fat cart and I can fill it with as much as I want. And then I can put it in my car in a, in a, you know, parking lot as opposed to like trying to hail a cab on Broadway while it's raining and you can't hold your umbrella and your grocery bags and your arms are burning. I don't miss yeah. that at all. No, you got it. Those are good points. I'm, like I said, looking to move and I keep imagining. Here's the thing. Put up for a single guy in Connecticut because it's just so much family. I imagine like it might be lonely for me to just be there and see all these families and then well i mean i think you need uh, to be near a metropolis right like it would be nice to be near a big city so you could like scratch that itch and get out and you know the bar restaurant scene in manhattan is second to none that would be good for somebody who's near 20 minutes near or near like an hour and 20 minutes well, like 40 50 that would that'd probably 40, be 50. but i mean you're my age aren't, aren't you 51 yeah, I'm 50. Yeah, so you shouldn't be meeting your wife there anyway. You should be I'm a like a lot younger than you. I'm months younger than you. So <laughs> Wait a minute. Get that clear. <laughs> what month were you born in? May. Mm. Wait a minute. 
You are, I am younger than you. Are you born 1970? 71. Oh, shit, yeah. Oh, a dollar. When's Uh, your birthday? November 18th, 1970. Okay. Yeah, damn. Good year. I'm nine years, nine months uh, older than my husband, too. Man, he rubs it in whenever he can. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, I think when you're 51, you got to be set up. You got to, like, I think you and Danny might have a thing, although she's much younger than you are. (laughs) She hates my hair. She hates it. Yeah, I really do think about, I've got to settle down. I got to get my life in order. It's, I don't know what, ha- I feel like I was in a coma for 20 years. You know those people and they wake up and they go, oh, it's 2022. And they're like, what? Yes. That's that's what I feel like. I don't know, time, I, my life flew by so fast. No, I, I can to- relate. And can I tell you, I look around now and it's like, I used to say, you know, you're old when all the NFL football players are younger than you. Like that for me was the moment where I'm like, oh my God, I'm older than every single one of those guys. My mom yeah. used to say it's when... um Mr. Rogers starts to look hot. <laughs> Linda. Has that happened to you yet? No, but I did cross no. over from looking at Michael Landon on Little House on the Prairie from like, oh, that like he's like a dad to, oh, he's hot. He looks good. Where are the ones with he, his shirt off? Yeah, I like that Mary on that show, but she was, she was blind. Right? <laughs> she got blind I end. can't see. Pa, pa. That was my favorite episode. I'm getting LASIK <sighs> next week. I, I'm worried I might become like Oh, her. you are? Yes. I am so scared to get late. I know everyone, it's very safe. I don't want to scare you, but like the only thing I heard about laser beams before LASIK surgery was don't look at a laser beam. And now they're just going to fire it right into your eyeball, right? Isn't that what they do? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this, I have that wrong. This doctor was like, he performs them right in his office. So when I had my consult, he's like, would you like me to watch me do one now? I'm like, absolutely not. I I just want to pretend it's not even happening until I sit there and then it happens. And then I recently found out that you have either bloodshot or bloody eyes for maybe weeks thereafter. So I may be pulling a Ray Charles on this set starting oh. next week. Do you have to look at it while it's happening or do you are you knocked out? Like they they offered like a, a Valium. I don't know what they offer. They said they, they will offer you some sort of a, you know, chill out kind of drug beforehand. So I don't know that but I'm going to need that, but. You're going to see like, okay. You're going to see it like happening. I'd rather not think right. about it, Kyle. Let's not sorry, get into this. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's safe. Who is the first guy though to do that? There must've been a first guy like they're never tried it before. And well, like, we tried it on a mouse and we think he could see it better. <laughs> had to be an ophthalmologist, really right? Matters. Had to be one guy practicing it on another. The same way, like who was the first person to, do a perm on her hair like that's that scary too lower stakes though <laughs> <laughs> you think <laughs> then burning your eyeball I with a look. laser beam i'm talking to a man who doesn't even own a brush I, this i should not be getting your opinion i shouldn't have told you that because now you don't respect me i could feel it the whole interview there's <laughs> been no respect and i told you about my hair i'm more concerned that we have the same glasses now that i know that you don't care at all about <laughs> these are women's goods. these are women's glasses you're safe <laughs> i get i get i i'm not joking i've bought I go packs on Amazon. They're like $3 a pair. And I, I think I bought 40 or 50 of these. And I just keep losing them. And they're just all around my house. Some are broken. I just don't like to ever not be able to grab glasses. So I just put them everywhere. So those are readers? Yeah. Oh, see, mine are for distance. I haven't lost the up close stuff yet. Um, but <sighs> yeah, that's all getting taken care of next week. So now listen, speaking of your love life. You did have two very famous girlfriends, Sarah Silverman and Amy Schumer, not at the same time. Well, <laughs> no, is it not true? 
It was at the same time. No, um, Amy, I didn't, she was never my girlfriend. Sarah I dated for a couple of years, but Amy, we, we were friendly. This is years and years ago, by the way. Um, now I heard you on Howard's show saying she was your ex because you were living with Amy Schumer and her then current <laughs> husband. And he was giving you jazz for like being the ex-boyfriend who wouldn't leave. This has gotten all out of control. That and de- that's like my top Google now. And <laughs> what happened was, oh, this is a long story, but um, we had a little bit of a falling out. You know, we don't agree on on everything, but but we were friendly years ago. And um, then we had like a falling out. And then she asked me to write for her show, and I was like, I can't. Uh, go to new york it's like really expensive i got a mortgage here and, and she's like just stay with us with this she has a top floor to a whole building that, that she has and she don't really like inner it's not like in a place like you know what i mean like there's a uh elevator and a thing it's like totally stuff. anyway it sounds like i was in like some apartment with them and it was to write for her show we were never boyfriend and girlfriend and it was such a short nothing thing and now anyway all right wait, did you or did you not have relations with amy schumer i mean a long time ago. so yes you were some, there ago. was something <laughs> so there was there was a hookup but it was like i don't even want to get into it i don't even want to get into it because <laughs> i don't blame you instead of my business um so my point is i have an interesting question for you because my top google by the way i know I know some people who have dated some very famous women in particular, and I think it's hard for some guys after dating super famous or rich women to like find someone after that, because I don't know why. Maybe you always want somebody who's famous. Maybe you want somebody with a big career. Maybe you want somebody who's got a lot of dough, who attracts a lot of attention. That may or may not be Mm -hmm. the case for you, but is that a factor in your life? I. I don't think I had problems before them, so I don't think it was uh, a <laughs> thing. Um, with Sarah, it uh, you know we barely we didn't see each other that much. Like every four days, we'd see each other. It was we're both really independent people, and um, so I've always just been like pretty independent. And I think it's tough for a woman to get into my life and feel. I I'm aware of this now, so I think I my next relationship i'm gonna i'm gonna be better at it but i think i you know work too much and um don't didn't pay enough attention to the girls i was dating i wasn't like Mm. a a good boyfriend i wasn't a cheater but i wasn't like a good okay but i will submit without knowing anything you would have paid more attention and been a better boyfriend if you'd been more into them I mean, this is possible. This is possible. This is po- that's true. Actually, I did. There were girls I paid a lot of attention to, and they wanted nothing to do with me. So I do have that capability. <laughs> Danny, <laughs> are you listening? No, but that's the thing. It's like you know that movie. She, he's just not that into you. I mean, that really is a, a truism. Like, if the guy's into you, you don't have to. You don't have to beg him to call you. You don't have to worry about him asking you out. He will call. It is in the male nature to pursue, and I think it's in the female nature to be pursued. And we both like being in those roles. And if your instincts are not telling you to do that, this is not the right person for you. But the ones that I do and I have pursued, there is something that's turning. I'm doing something wrong that's turning them off. Well, because... like what? Walk me through it. What are your steps? I just constantly call and then I cry, call crying. No, um, 
I think I'm being cool and I try to be cool. Maybe that's a problem. I'm trying to be too cool. Well, do you wait for a signal before you initiate the calls? Like, there, you know, the woman sort of lays the trap and then you're supposed to fall into it and then keep chasing and chasing. I thought I'm thinking of this one girl that I liked and it, it was a long uh, process and we finally like kind of went out and we hooked up and then I I don't know. It just like fell apart. I don't know like what what. Uh, well, were you needy? Uh, needy is bad. Remember that line no, from I Broadcast was... News with Albert Brooks? <clears throat> like, wouldn't it be great if what, how does he say it? Like, if desperation and insecurity made us more attractive, if yeah. needy were a turn on. She ended up dating like a famous person. I think actually that's what happened. She oh. a famous person. A uh, good-looking, famous guy approached her, and then I was. Well, that's another thing you need to worry about, right? You don't want the the star effort. Forgive me. No, I got to get out of that. You don't owe me a dollar for that one. <laughs> I had to. I have to get out of LA. Probably it's probably not a great dating yeah. scene because I do feel like there is a like. Uh, I said like, damn it. Mm, we're we're gonna owe each other. Well, let's make a big donation to charity at the end of the show. I know. Abby's gonna keep a tally. <laughs> There's just. Uh, this is not not the right dating scene. There's, everyone's trying to like. It feels like a lot of people are, are trying to. Right. Well, I've not been settled. Everyone's trying to get to another place, and they're like, "Can you help?" I've been to LA many times, and I've been to a lot of these big events, and it, it is so disgusting how so many of the people in the entertainment industry will be talking to you and will literally do the thing you see in the movies of like looking over your shoulder for the for like the next best or more interesting or more famous person to talk to it's mm. so gross yeah yeah so yeah not, not a place you're gonna find your your future wife but where else do you have I to was, be based I in was LA? on a date where i was I, yeah keep I'm going sitting across from her at this dinner and she's on her phone just like for a long time so i took a picture of her on her phone and i texted it to her you know, thinking that she would laugh and go like, oh, sorry, I had this important thing. But she just looked at the picture and was like, oh, I do look cute. <laughs> she thought I was being like, look how cute you are. And I was like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> Peace out. I'll be a confirmed bachelor before I live with someone like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I don't blame you. There are a million women who would love to be with you, Kyle. It's just a question of you know, <laughs> keeping your standards high and then definitely don't be needy. Nobody wants that in a man or a woman. I mean, women no. forget that, too. Women forget that, too. Like, is this not your now that you finally had sex with the person? This is not your opportunity to tell him all the things that are wrong with you and the ways in which you expect him to fix you. He's going to run. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. I I don't think I come off needy. I think um, if anything, I'm too aloof. Oh I no, aloof is good. Point. No, I don't accept that. I, aloof is hot. For a, maybe for a little bit, but then like when you're in a relationship, then you gotta dial in a little bit. True. You have far. to just with her here or there. You gotta let the guard down and let her know like you really want her and you think her she's amazing and you know you might want a future with her and then go back to aloof. Yeah. Do you think marriage, I mean, you're married. Do you think, I, I don't know if marriage is for everyone though. I don't um, think, I don't think it is either. I mean, I know I that nice. you do a great Bill Maher impression, but I had this discussion with Bill Maher where I was on his show. Okay. And I, I oh, Megan, let's talk about it. Okay. It's amazing. New rule. No more swearing on your show. Okay. <laughs> I had a conversation with him backstage at a show where I was saying, I disagree with your philosophy on love. I know you think the cost of love is lust. That's not true. I think if you found the right woman and he was basically like, you're an insane person. You don't know me at all. STFU. 
<laughs> he, I, I've heard no good stories about every story about Bill Maher is, is funny. I, I met him too. And uh, yeah. And what did he say to you? He really aggressively ignored me. Oh. I was, uh, we went to Hawaii. This is, and he invited Sarah onto the, his plane plane. We'd missed our flight. And then, um, I, I mean, on, in his defense, like, he, I'm sure he didn't want me there. He wanted Sarah there. And I was like this barnacle, but he, um, just like, I would try to be in the conversation. Just like his back would just bump me out of the circle kind oh, of stuff. So it's rude. Fine. I mean, were you doing me. the Bill Maher impression prior to that exchange? You know what? No, I was just. And then Sarah said, he's not being nice to you. And I was like, no. And then I kind of clocked his voice. And I was like, I'm, I, 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 I honestly, like, you rarely get someone back in life. And I feel bad the amount that he's had to see people come up to him all the time. I've had people. And also on, he was on Joe Rogan. He, he brought me up out of nowhere because yeah. it, it, it bothers me. He hates my impression. He hates it. Yeah. And he, out of nowhere on Joe Rogan, he goes, and this guy doing a terrible impression of me. Blah blah, and Joe was like, "No, it's a good impression. Play it." And then he goes, "If you play that, I'm leaving." <gasps> really? really mad about it. Yeah. And oh. I was in Whole Foods the other day, and this woman came up to me, and she's like, "I was on a private plane. I'm a stewardess, and I went up to Bill Maher, and I said, do you know Kyle Donegan? He does a really good impression of you.'" And he, she said, he turned away from her, and then she was told not to talk to Bill Maher for the rest of the flight. No way. I'm shocked by that. And the thing is, when I first did it, it really wasn't mean to him. It was like Bill Maher reading to children. Like here, you know, let's hear it. Um, well, the thing, uh, what was the stories? Uh, I'm trying to think of one child. I remember. Story I, re- I, what I was I, it? I've done my homework. Green eggs and ham. Green eggs and ham. I do not like them. Okay. And it's like, should you really be eating eggs that are green? That kind of thing. <laughs> Hilarious. But anyway, it was just pretty mild. And then once he went on um, Joe Rogan. I was like, you know, and I felt a little bit more free. And then the next video I did was not probably, I probably shouldn't, I probably went a little too far. It was like a Bill Maher gangbang. But anyway, I feel <laughs> I'm not mad at him. I feel like I've gotten back. I, I feel like I was being petty and everything's fine. Oh, well, We're, I've listened to it. I listened to you on Corolla and it was brilliant. And, uh, I would say that my only guess as to why he's offended is there's like a slight gay lilt to your Bill Maher. So oh, is that what it is? Mm, so okay, gonna... people, let's get fabulous. <laughs> here's my here's my Bill Maher face. What do you think, Bill? Is... A... Oh, cool. Oh, you get people got to watch this on YouTube later. He's changed his face to look like Bill Maher. Bill, what? Why haven't you gotten married in all these years? Because I can't love. My heart is black like coal. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> this this face swap looks like a potato. I couldn't find a good one. I have to I build these face swaps. It's so um, weird. I, so what part of the person's face do you put on your face? You have to get a straight on shot with no shadows and them not smiling. That's the key to it. So you take not just their eyes, but their lips too? Yeah, you take just a picture of them and... Uh, that you bring into this program and it sort of does a face mask. It's like we're going to do these starting at the top of the hour because we've got to we've got to see these because some of them are crazy good. Like they're disturbingly accurate. Who's your fave? Um, 
Jeez. I like doing Jeff Goldblum. He's the fun. He talks in a fun way. Most people have a, a vocal range of like four notes and he is just like an octave and a half the way he talks. You're so bu- busy worrying about whether you could. You didn't stop to think about whether or not you should. What's that from? Jurassic Park. Oh, <laughs> you sounded nothing like that. No, I Goldblum. wasn't even trying. I can't do it. I cannot do imitations. You know, but some people have that gift. I have a friend, Joelle, who's very good. She doesn't do like the voices, but she's got the mannerisms down perfectly. She nails it. She does the, I don't know, she just gets in your face and you can see like the person come alive thanks to the mannerisms. You've got that and the voice, I don't know how, you must have this gifted voice that can go any octave and the ear, the ear to translate, you know, how it's supposed to sound. Yeah, I think there's a couple, you have to have, um, uh, hear pitches, have like relative pitch. Um, and then also I have a, this is a weird thing, but I have a really long neck and I, I can move my vocal box like hmm. This is a quick story, but I was I was having this is a crazy turn, but I'm I swear I'll get back to this point. Great. I was having a dream. I was twisting a giant Coke bottle cap off, like a six foot Coke bottle cap, mm-hmm. and I woke up with my hands around my neck in agonizing pain. I was like twisting my own head. <laughs> we'll get into that later. But I went to the doctor and they took an X-ray, and he was looking at the X-ray and rubbing his chin, which is terrifying to see yeah. a doctor look at your bones and be like, "What?" And then he called another doctor and he was like, Mark and this other guy, and they're both like mumbling. And I go, what is it? Thinking he, I was dead, you know? And he goes, you have the neck of a seven foot man. <sighs> anyway. <clears throat> so weird. I, I understand your feeling. I remember being in the Hamptons and seeing a doctor and he said, I'm concerned. I'm concerned about like some mole. I'm like, you're using the C word? Don't, don't use the C word. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. Did, did you get it removed? I did. I'm Irish, so I'm constantly getting these, you know, freckles or moles or whatever looked at or removed. It's a never-ending battle. My doctor told mm. me I have an excellent chance of dying from skin cancer. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I had one removed. Yeah, I'm Irish, half Irish, and we can't go out in the sun. I don't know how we didn't evolve or we couldn't be in the sun. Right. I guess we that cloud over our island. Of all things, and it's all over you. You know, your skin. It's like it's got it's everywhere. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> right? Hopefully, everywhere. All right, so this is a good tease. So right when we come back, I'm going to ask him to do that Jeff Goldblum impression and uh, many, many more. We'll do some characters and you will not be sorry you heard this. Kyle uh, Dunnigan and more with him right after this. And by the way, folks, you can watch this. You can watch it on video. Uh, You can find our full video shows and clips by subscribing to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Megyn Kelly. And I've got some thoughts for you on that in one second. Okay, an update for you. We're going to have more with Kyle Dunnigan after this, but I just wanted to take a minute and say this to you before we bring Kyle back. Uh, On Monday, when we got back from what was a vacation for me, uh, I offered the story about what happened to my eight-year-old Thatcher while we were on vacation in Montana. He fell hiking on a ski mountain, on a ski run, taking, quote, a break, and injured his spleen very badly. So I posted this on YouTube. I mean, we, I did it on, I talked about it on the show and we posted it on YouTube and it's got an overwhelming response. Um, I've seen it in the Apple comments, which I do read all of, I read them every morning. So I've read you guys today and I read 
a lot of the comments on YouTube, and I've been so moved by the parents on there who have shared their own family's stories about scares with their children, even the loss of their children, and relating on some of the stuff we discussed on Monday about, you know, the enormous parental responsibility you feel and the vulnerability and, you know, just how what a scary situation it can be when things start to spiral out of control and you know there's a limit to your parental powers. Anyway, thank you so much for the outpouring of love and support and comments and the views and the subscriptions, too. That's awesome. And um, God bless all of you. All right. We'll be right back with Kyle. Kyle. All right. We promised Jeff Goldblum. Um, what, uh, do you, what, <laughs> what does Jeff Goldblum think of what happened with Will Smith at the Oscars this week? Uh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, nice to be here uh, with you, Megan Kelly. <laughs> uh, if you were a dinosaur, you would be the, uh, the gorgeous ex. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, let's see. Will Smith. Uh, yes, Will. Will Smith. That. The slap heard around the world. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but, uh, but, 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 uh, we have to remember mm, Chris told a joke about his wife. Yes, it's saying that mm, that she is gorgeous and looks like another gorgeous actress. Mm, that's a bridge too far. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, Jeff, you may not be aware of the latest headlines on this just to get you up to speed. Apparently, the uh, Academy Award team actually did tell him to leave the uh, studio that night, the the arena, whatever it was where they were watching the uh, Oscars. They went and told him you should step out. And he refused. And um, there were plans. Apparently, there were discussions of plans to physically remove Will Smith from the venue. Uh, and they, I guess, decided not to create a situation, a bad, make a bad situation worse by creating a scene. Should they have ejected him? Yes, uh, wonderful security uh, there at the Oscars. <laughs> we, we can <laughs> trust them to keep us safe, obviously. Mm? <laughs> I don't know that Chris Rock feels that way. Not at all. No. Uh, the mm. LAPD was prepared to arrest Will Smith. Uh, they actually apparently said, this is all according to an Oscars producer named Will Packer, who spoke on GMA, that uh, they were telling him, this is battery. That was the word they used in the moment, he said. And they said, we'll go get him. We're prepared. We're prepared to get him right now. If you if you want to press charges, we will arrest him. Chris Rock said, no, I'm fine. No, no. And he also told his audience, one of whom cursed out at a live comedy uh, event this past weekend, calling Will Smith a name, saying F Will Smith. Rock said, no, 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 no. He shut that down. What do you make of it? Uh, yes. Uh, well, Chris Rock is a class act, uh, I would say, because I would probably have mm, not only slapped back, but I would have mm, probably sued the fresh um, Prince of Bel-Air. This is so good. <laughs> Sorry, this is weird. <laughs> no, it's amazing. And it's so good. All right. So I, uh -huh. I like to call it. This is like speaking to one of those like, you know, people, those mediums. If you could just call up, if you could call yes. up Kim Kardashian yes, now. Yes, we can call up Michael or Kim with Kim. Hold on a second, Megan. <laughs> we have children. Okay. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, this is my Kim face. Yeah. Oh, it's good. Well, I wonder if, if Kim is, 
you know, how are you feeling, Kim? Because they took a, a shot at you. Here's what happened for the audience. She gave an interview to Vanity Fair in which she said, I've got advice for people who want to be successful, women who want to be successful. She said, get your effing A up and work. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to work harder. Like, <laughs> Megan, you should work harder. It would be great if I could be born to a momager who wanted to leverage yeah. her fame to make me have millions too. Um, yeah. Well, you, why don't you have a makeup line? <laughs> you don't do enough. <laughs> All girls should work. Like I work. When I go to the makeup company, I point to the color I like and then they put my name on it. It's hard. It's not, not easy to make those decisions. Yeah, baby. Oh God, that's Caitlin. This is terrifying. Caitlyn Jenner, baby. Yeah. Caitlin, what happened when you saw Lady Gaga outside of that uh the, oh, the night of the Oscars? It was she what snubbed a bitch, you. Right? She was what the a hell bitch. was wrong with her. Yes. She was so nasty. There's cameras everywhere. Just pretend you like me. Jesus. <laughs> Wait, I was being nice. I could have been, you know, I could have been sassy myself. I showed class like Chris Rock, baby. Wait, stand by. Let's lay soundbite 15 of your awkward exchange with Lady Gaga outside of the Elton John AIDS Foundation's 30th Annual Academy Awards viewing party Sunday night. Watch. Caitlin saying, I haven't seen you at the Starbucks in a while. And Lady Gaga is saying, oh, I changed baris baristas and like gives her a glare, gives you, gives you a glare, Caitlin, and walks away. She physically abused me with her words. <laughs> I should have, I've got, a, I've got a, a lawsuit there. You think so? I really do. Yeah, it's one of the segments you could discuss in your new gig as a contributor on Fox News. Are you excited about that? Oh my God, I'm so excited. Oh my, how was it? It's wonderful working over there, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's got its pluses and it's a few minuses. Oh, I, I doubt that highly. I hope <laughs> everyone doesn't try to fuck me though. That's what I'm worried about. You know, <laughs> all the girls jealous of Caitlin. I think, yeah? I think you're, I think you're safe. I'm going to go out on a limb. You're just being nice. <laughs> I'm in danger, baby. I'll yeah. wear like, you know, I won't wear any low cut stuff, you know. I'll dress clashy. Well, they'll like that. I mean, I think they'll encourage you to wear it. You know, they like bright colors at Fox. Can you do bright colors? I'm not going to tolerate for this black sweatshirt stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be the best dressed person there. Absolutely. Excellent. I mean, we all know that. Who are you most looking forward to being interviewed by? Uh, is the Pope still alive? <laughs> I'd say the Pope. He's it, the closest one to God, baby. Have you got so a lot yeah. of requests from the Vatican? I mean, I'm assuming... They're not going to look needy, but I'm sure they want me to talk to them. Well, look, um, if it doesn't work out, if you do the gig over there and it doesn't work out, perhaps you'll be in the running for the next uh, White House press secretary role. And then you could do the reverse of what most of them do, which is their White House press secretary. And what they're really trying to do is get a job working cable news like we just heard about Jen Psaki, who's leaving the White House in the spring to host uh, a show on MSNBC. Jen Psaki. She's obsessed with me. Is she? Fascinating. In what? In and what? Shocky. What's your evidence of that? It's just like the vibe she gives off. You know, <laughs> she's trying to be. Uh, she's trying to just have that sort of, uh, you know, uh, classy, sassy lady thing. And that's the your market thing. that I've covered. Yeah. Yeah, that is baloney. Well, I don't like shocking. Speaking of Saki, Shocky. Speaking of her, um, is her boss Joe Biden available? Because I've got 
he he won't give me an interview, but I have I have reason to believe he's going to come today, and I can ask Hold him my tough questions. Let me see if I can find him here. There's a lot to go over. Uh, she here, Joe. <laughs> oh my God! Hey. <laughs> Hey, look, look who it is, uh, Kelly, Kelly, Megan, man. How are you? Sorry, I, I wasn't able to set up an interview with you earlier. I'm great. You're, I'm... you're, you're a classy lady. No, you're very sweet. Uh, can I ask you about the war with Ukraine and ask you whether you believe the latest Russian representations that they're actually doing some sort of a withdrawal? Because today the, the NATO secretary general suggested those were lies. Yeah, man, it's it's our crane, man. I I I, I, I told I told him that, and it, uh, 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 Vladimir uh, Pukin is not 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 Pukin, the the guy, the guy without the shirt, man. He's a, he's a bad dude. He's a liar, man. Not to be trusted. So I I don't believe a word that guy says. He's like he's like corn pop. Some guys in in, in the world, man, you just. You just can't. Yeah, <laughs> can't trust him, man. Hey, hey, did you did you, you shit my pants or did I? <laughs> What's going on here? What, what happened? Kagan, Kagan Melly, the classiest gal in in the new in the news. I I think, Mr. President, what what happened when you you seem to call for regime change earlier this week, something that is not U.S. policy and actually could place other world leaders, including men like yourself, in danger? Why did you do that? Huh? What? What, what did I do? You said it. You said it, pal. <laughs> I I didn't say nothing about that. Say it. My, my boy Hunty. Is he's he's lost his job over there in the crane. He's, uh, he had a great, nice, cushy job there, working for eighty thousand dollars a week. And this this guy made blew it all, blew it all for for self centered reasons. Who who who? Yeah. Hunter blew it all. Hunter, no, no, the uh, Pluton man, Pluto <laughs> blew it for my boy. Come on, you know the thing, the guy. Yeah, it's a problem. Yeah, I'm sure Hunter was yeah, very upset see. about that. Well, I mean, you know. Yeah. Did you step in? Because the, the reports are that when you got that one prosecutor fired, got, got him fired over there in the Ukraine, you did that not to clean up corruption, but to get him off of Burisma, the company that was paying Hunter 50 grand a month. Is that true? Yeah, man. Let me tell you something. I, lo I love my boy. He's my boy, Hunty. I'd do any, anything for that little, little bugger. Yeah, he's, he's had a few problems, but he's highly qualified. To sit on the, on the board of petroleum over there in, in the Ukraine. How, Highly qualified. How so? How specifically? What what qualifies him? Huh? Because <laughs> he's got the, got the knowledge, the, the know-how to, to, to figure out on the fly. That's a skill you can't put on a resume. Hmm. I don't, with all due respect, I don't feel like I'm getting real answers. And so if you wouldn't mind, I'd love mm -hmm. to speak to the... <laughs> If, you, if, if one of your handlers could take the microphone and pass it to Kamala Harris, I might do better with the vice president since the president has fallen asleep again. I and have um, Kamala Harris here. it'd be wonderful if I could just speak with someone who might actually be in charge. And, and hey, why? Oh. Is anybody out there, man? What's going on here? <laughs> Hold on a second. Uh, hey. 
Just it's oh. trans Trump. It's oh. a new uh, oh, that's trans new campaign. It's, okay, trans Trump. It's trans. so stunning, so terrific. Trans Trump. No. So stunning. <laughs> no, you got look, look. You got to vote for me. You got no choice. You got to do it. You got to do it. Look, like Leah Thomas, the greatest swimmer of all time. I will be leaving all those fat losers in my wake. Trans Trump. <laughs> I have to tell you, Mr. Trump, you know, I know that you prize beauty. You used to own and run a beauty contest. I'm not sure you'd be winning any of those awards like this. Look, oh, Megan Kelly, look at her attacking me again. You know, this is yours. So nasty to me. I don't know why. You're so, you, look, look, look. You're so nasty. Nasty woman. You're a nasty lady. But look, I've always thought you were terrific. So terrific. And uh, I will continue to support you and follow you on Twitter. Okay. Uh, excellent. How, how's your new social media uh, adventure going? The mainstream media says it's crashing, but you know, I never, I never know whether to believe negative things about you in the mainstream press Fake because news. they hate you. Fake news. Okay. Fake news. <laughs> Fake news. I need to do hair lady. What's happening with that hair there, what's, Mr. What's President? Danny go do it over there. Dude. I, I need to do hair lady. Okay, so maybe look, Melania could help you because honestly, she's like there's one of the most beautiful women in the world. She's maybe. a pig. <laughs> she's a terrible, terrible person. <laughs> look, it's all a sham. We know this. Okay, we know this. It's a sham marriage. It's not working <laughs> out. But you got to look up, you know, appearances. You got to pretend you love your wife, pretend you love Jesus, the whole thing, the whole shebang. In order yes. to become president. Exactly. For the third and fourth time. How many times can I be president? At least three times, right? Do you think this is going to hurt your chance with sort of the evangelical Christians who may not be entirely behind your, your transition? Look, look this, their heads are tired, okay? There's nothing they could say. It's the perfect plan. It's the perfect way. There's no way trans Trump could lose. <laughs> Such a beautiful woman. Okay, stunning and terrific, and also a brilliant business person. How could you not vote? You're transphobic if you don't vote trans Trump. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so oh, for geez. the audience at home, I gotta get out of here. He's wearing like, the worst here. wig ever, and his face looks just like Donald Trump's face. <laughs> but you've got to go look at this on YouTube later. I'm so confused. I don't know what's happening. The voice You're attracted is- to trans Trump, I feel like, a little bit. <laughs> I might have a cocktail with her. I don't know. She was entertaining. She thinks I'm She's terrific. <laughs> that was amazing. All right. Yes, I do want to. You don't have to do um, Kamala Harris. I, I can't. I don't think I'm allowed to do Kamala Harris. I'm going to do Kamala Harris. I'm not actually going to do Kamala Harris, but I'm going to play you a soundbite of Kamala Harris and ask you if this woman okay. is in the right job. Um, this is her. She went to uh, she was speaking with the prime minister of Jamaica. And I, her dad is from Jamaica. So, you know, should be nice, should be sort of friendly, should be easy because there's a lot of love for her there. And yet you tell me what was going on in this word salad that is Soundbite 18. We also recognized, just as it has been in the United States for Jamaica, one of the issues that has been presented as an issue that is economic in the way of its impact has been the pandemic. So to that end, we are announcing today also that we will assist Jamaica in COVID recovery um, by assisting in terms of the recovery efforts in Jamaica that have been essential to, I believe, what is necessary to strengthen not only uh, the, the, the issue of public health, but also the economy. 
In the words of Archie Bunker, hey, <laughs> she seems drunk. Or there's another clip of her where she talks about the Ukraine. I don't know if you've seen it, but she's explaining the war in Ukraine. Oh, yes. Says, Ukraine is it's a, a country. smaller country. Yeah. Yes. Russia is bigger. And that's not good. That that one, at least I could understand. This one was just Clay Travis tweeted out something like she talks like a high school student who has to reach a 20,000 word minimum. Right? Like, just Bill, <laughs> Bill. Yeah. Or like you have to do a book report, an oral book report and just didn't read the book. And, <laughs> but she's got all the hand movements and the pausing. She has the confidence. This I'm this person shall remain nameless. OK, but while I was on Fox News, there was a person there who used to come on as a commentator. And this is the kind of stuff that this person would do. They'd say it's inappropriate. It's improper. It's out of line and it will not be tolerated anymore. Lines have been crossed. There needs to be a reaction because this was just wrong. Again, inappropriate, not tolerable. And the people must stand up like absolutely nothing has been said. <laughs> and people, yeah, right. people love this person. I used to say to myself, is anyone actually listening? There's there's not even a hook to hang on. There's no meat at all to glom onto. Like they become professional talkers. I noticed this on CNN too. They'll go, look. When, when they've completely lost the argument and they have nothing, they will look. They use that <laughs> word constantly. It's, when, I, when I heard someone go, look, I, I just stopped listening and tune out. Tune right out. I mean, to me, Kamala Harris is just... You know, she's clearly in over her head. She was an attorney general. I, I can speak to this. I practiced law for 10 years. That doesn't make you a politician. It doesn't make you a natural yeah. leader. It makes you know how to litigate cases. And those skills don't necessarily translate. But I don't know. I was going to say next to Biden, she's looking more competent. But I'm not sure I really <laughs> believe that. That was the plan. I, I know this will never happen, but we should elect our leaders in a completely different way, more like American Idol, where it's like, okay, IQ test, just wean out anyone with an IQ below like 140 or something, mm -hmm. really smart people, and then have like a moral vetting before they even run. It, this whole thing happens. So you get the top human beings that have had, you know, no violence. They've, they're um, very intelligent. They're thoughtful. They're not, they don't have narcissism, Any, anything. They've been completely vetted by psychology and, and, and then the top 10 human beings in our country run for office. Is that a good idea? We'll no, be right back. no, no, no. <laughs> we'll be right back. Yeah, no. There are all sorts of problems with that, including you need somebody who's like been dumped or done the dumping or, you know, you need real life people that, who have been out there that, living amongst the people and the super the brainiacs, vetting. right? The super brainiacs who have never morally misstepped those. That's not them. But that, but that's the thing. There's ten people who have who have the whole package. They've lived a life. Name one. They have what you're saying, but they're also very smart. Like I don't who? know anybody. Like right. That's anybody. the problem. But, but out of 330 million, there's got to be ten. You look at somebody like Jeff Bezos, right? And he's incredibly accomplished. And not not only just you know you create and run Amazon, but now he's got the whole spaceship. It's like wow, this is amazing. And I do love Amazon. It's very very convenient. Although I understand the controversy in the mom and pop stores and so on, mm -hmm. but. And like his behavior now, like with getting rid of the wife and now with the younger, you know, hot woman who left yeah, her and like the wheels are falling off. The yes. And all the paparazzi engaged photos, they're obviously allowing it. They like it in their bathing suits, like with his weird tan, his weird. I don't know if those are steroid muscles. I can't tell, but I think you're into it. Like this is the kind of thing you do when you're into somebody, you're, you're trying to play it off, but you're into Jeff Bezos. <laughs> you think he's hot? Not hot stuff. 
even a little. <laughs> Why are you smiling if you're not in love with Jeff Bezos? Just the thought of it is amusing to me. Although, do you do a Jeff Bezos? Because he could use a little gay lilt Jeff, too. You know, I should do a Jeff Bezos. He talks like kind of Kermit, doesn't he? Talk like sort of like this. Yes. Like, going to outer space with my cowboy hat. The cowboy hat um, outer space outfit was my favorite. You Did you um, like it more or less than the shape of his actual rocket? That is, they really should have a meeting where they go, look, can we make it not look like a penis? Right. Because, or is that good for, you got more <laughs> advertising, got more eyeballs no. on it. No, somebody should have said, we have to keep it at least PG-13. Like it's gotta, you know, yeah. we, we have to put something on it and not a bunch of round stuff at the bottom. It has to be like, we have to add <laughs> something more yeah. angular someplace. Is somebody, that's a sign when the, when you have too many yes people around you. Like someone in the team was like, that looks a lot like a penis, but was afraid to tell him, <laughs> that you know. Is He's it? like, it's perfect. 100% true. Well, I'll tell you, the other problem you get, if you just go with somebody who's got ostensibly a high IQ and um, you know knows something really well and is ready to talk to us about it, is you wind up with the Dr. Fauci's of the world. And, well, and they're, I, they're singularly I, focused on one thing to the exclusion of all the other things that matter. Go ahead. But I, I am not saying this was like a series of twenty things. One of them is they have to not be they they have to not be stupid. I'm not saying just get a person who's completely intellectual and has no life experience. I'm just saying we vet the person, the people that run in a psychological way, where they have to have some depth and thoughtfulness, and they're not self centered and all these other things. And they're also very smart. They have a knowledge of history mm. and how wars start and how they mm. don't go well, and then you run where I, I want to see 10 people up there that are, are the people that I would be, I would say, I don't know anybody in my life that that's better than them to run. It and would, I, I don't see that. Now. It would be nice if we could get them there kicking and screaming rather than having spent their whole life trying to audition for the role. You know, someone that's like a George problem, Washington right, who didn't want isn't the job. The, yeah. Isn't that the problem where to be a politician, you have to lie. You have to be a liar yes. to get to the top. I mean, if you're not religious, you have to say you love Jesus. You have to lie. We can't have an atheist in office. Yeah. We can't have... Um, not, oh, not an open one, that's for sure. Well, no, no, no. That, I'm going to pick it up with Nancy Pelosi after the break because um, I don't know if you think she's a liar, but we're going to talk to her because I, I have breaking news that she's here. And, oh, yeah. Um, and Dr. Fauci here. as well. And there may or may not be um, some time spent with Alec Baldwin right after this quick break when we pick it back up with Kyle Dunnigan on a very fun April Fool's Day. Kyle, let me ask you this as yourself. Uh, we touched on Will Smith, but you know, you're a stand-up comedian. You're a guy who's you know, devoted your life toward this profession. And I know there have been many- a Terrible who, idea. <laughs> yes. But there have been a lot of guys expressing some concern about sort of the precedent this sets. Obviously, half the job when you're up there is to offend. I mean, it's not to like stroke and please. So yeah. you know, what did you make of it? Yeah, I I do worry a little bit about um I I don't think I'm contra I guess I am a little controversial, but I, I definitely don't try to do things that hurt people's feelings. I, I just don't think it's that that funny for me. I don't think I do it in a good way, like roasting people. So I don't really do it. So I'm not too concerned about myself. But I do think when you see something like that, it opens the door to a possibility. It's almost like when Columbine happened mm. and people are like, oh, you can go in your school and just shoot a bunch of people. And then they started to happen. Um, it, it might open up 
you know, if someone insults someone in a comedy club and they're really um, upset, that image will run through their head as a possibility, mm. you know? It's just that I'm a little concerned about, but. It's true. Um, and I hadn't thought about that. I, I bet these comedy clubs will now be adding like a little bit more security or just be a little bit more careful, lest somebody pull, quote, a Will Smith. Yeah, some clubs are great. And some clubs you're like, I am on my own. <laughs> uh, where's the escape route? Got my pepper spray. <laughs> Can you yeah. imagine if, if Chris Rock pepper sprayed him on his way out? That would have been amazing if he knew and just immediately <laughs> just dropped him with, or like with a taser or that dog collar we talked about earlier. <laughs> that would be, went down. That would teach him, don't come up on stage when I'm hosting. Um, I mean, what a scary moment. Like Chris Rock's brain was working so hard trying to figure out and just understand this really happened and what this all means. Mm -hmm. You could see that his brain was using so much power he couldn't even read. Well, he was um, such a pro. I mean, words. he somehow he managed was, to like yeah. crack a joke and stand there with his dignity intact. But I couldn't help but feel that any man would be completely humiliated, would feel completely humiliated. Yes, humiliated. And I, I think when he said, um, I could, he said something like that, like I could, and he stopped himself. My guess is he had a lot of Jada jokes loaded because you write a bunch of jokes mm. and you go, that one's too mean, that one's too mean. I mean, the G.I. Jane joke, I know she has alopecia, but like she's a gorgeous person, yeah. Jada, and she's been told her whole life. Um, Demi Moore is gorgeous and you're comparing a gorgeous person to a gorgeous person. It's not that harsh in my opinion. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, I don't think, and if you see the video of Jada, there's another angle of her where she's still kind of laughing. She's really not... Um, I don't know what's in her brain, but, it didn't but this seem like is a good point. You're, you're making the point that Will Smith might have been able to hurt uh, Chris Rock physically, but Chris Rock has rhetorical gifts that Will Smith probably doesn't have in terms of quick comebacks, jokes in the pocket, ways to humiliate you back in a different way. And he didn't unleash them. I think that's what he was doing. He said, I could. And then he stopped mm. himself. Um, but yeah, I felt, I felt really, I think a lot of people just felt really bad for for Chris, because it's it is humiliating, right? Uh, when it shouldn't be bitch slaps you, you know, yeah. in front of a billion people, right? It shouldn't be. I think you know, obviously, had that been a woman, he never would have done it, and mm -hmm. she wouldn't have been quote humiliated. Why is it humiliating for him? Because he's a man, and we don't expect yeah, you know, men to take a punch or a slap without fighting back. But he was in this impossible position. He wasn't. If he had fought back, it would have been a true nightmare for everyone involved. Thank God he didn't. Yeah. And I wonder if one of them was white. Like it would have probably gotten all the talk would have been racial. hundred percent. Made it more like of a racial thing. Uh, unless the, um, unless the person who got slapped was white, in which case everyone would have ignored it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. It's, I understand the Academy. I mean, when this thing happens, you need time to go process. And like, what do we do about this? I get not doing something right away, but I'm, I'm just curious what happens to Will Smith. There's also the problem where, okay, if you take his Oscar away, what do you do with Roman Polanski's? And you got to start to Harvey take Weinstein. away the other Harvey Weinstein's. You got to take them all away. Agreed. Agreed. They were low, their bad behavior wasn't at the Academy mm -hmm. Awards, but still there's going to be some sort of a punishment. I don't agree that it should be yeah, taken away the award. You know who I would love to know what Alec Baldwin thinks about it because he's also somebody who has anger management issues. Oh yeah, he is. And like he's oh, wrestled with them for a long, guy. long 
same time, not necessarily at the Oscars, but, you know, he's right now accused of, uh, well, he we know he actually shot and killed a woman, a cinematographer. Alec, no, no, what did, no, what no, did you, it's not true? These are all lies, what you're saying. I mean, we saw it. We saw it on camera. I mean, we no, saw, saw nothing. You know, you know nothing about what we saw. <laughs> I was given a crazy gun. Mm, so it was All I did was point it and pull the hammer back and let it fly. The mm. gun did the rest. Mm. We all know this. But you're you're remorseful. You feel guilty. No, I feel no. I feel no guilt at all. Hmm. Why? Well, because I'm the victim here. Mm. I'm an, I'm an actor. I'm a father of a, a fat little piggy and I'm a victim of this <laughs> horrible event. She's my friend. She's my best friend. We went to dinner once before the shoot. She's my best friend. <laughs> you know, one of the funny Hannah Montana hmm? was my best friend. What uh, what do you make of, you know, your life turning around now? Because it seems like things you're getting back on track. You're, you, we just heard about your seventh child with Ilaria uh, is yes, on his Ilaria. or her wife. Yeah. My wife, who's born in España in a small town called mm. Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah. No, not Spain. No, that you, that, you know, that wasn't true. That was a lie. She made up to make and you helped. No, no, no. This is all. Now you're the fake news. You're the fake news. <laughs> you're just trying to grab a sound bite here. Mm. Well, Ilaria was born and raised in Spain. We all know this. We sure. all know this. <laughs> um, well, listen, let me shift gears because I'm, I think you have enough to deal with. You got to go to manage your 25 children. And you may. We're also working on Rust, too. Oh, really? How's that yes, going to go? Getting, it's going to be great. It's been a great film. It's about a victim who's. Uh, Surrounded by crazy guns. He has to survive. <laughs> All right. Someone who really is surrounded by crazies and may or may not be one herself, depending on your viewpoint, is Nancy Pelosi. Um, I'm going to ask you to see if she's around. But before you get her, can I just show the audience? This is it's too good not to play soundbite 10 with Kyle doing a Pelosi bit, which is the reason you need to check him out on YouTube. Stand by. Watch. It should probably be a lure against Congress people trading stocks, but we just haven't gotten around to it. Okay, let's get batshit. <laughs> hey, yeah, from Toledo, let's get batshit. Booyah, Nancy. Booyah. I read your husband bought Google just before the antitrust bill vote. You guys made $5 million? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> was that like luck? Or... Yes, it was a miracle. Thank you, George Floyd. Oh my God, she's typing with a skeleton hand. Nancy, I mean, Madam Speaker, it's a pleasure to have you. Thank you for being hello, here. Hello, hello. <laughs> you know, I have a better stock record than Warren Buffett does. It's pretty impressive. It's obviously how you can afford all those expensive ice creams in your freezer. Mm -hmm. And all my hair appointments. Those bills add up, sweetheart. Right, right. That money's got to come from somewhere. You know, <laughs> speaking of the hair appointment, you took some flack during the pandemic for telling the rest of us we couldn't go into the hair salon either at all. Or if we did, we had to wear a mask the entire time. And yet there you were. Right. No mask. Well, well if, you, if you knew what was going on there, you'd, you would have understood why I did that. There was only 30 or 40 people in there, and my hair looked awful. <laughs> I, so it was desperate times. 
It was a, an emergency, a hair emergency, as I call it. Mm, I can understand that. And, you know, I, mm. I do. Can I just ask you, this is an inappropriate question, but, you know, some people write a lot about um, plastic surgery and, you know, whether you've had any and whether maybe you've had a little too much. Is that something you care to comment on? It's it's all lies. I mean, this puffy face is natural, God-given fillers. God-given fillers. That's amazing. How does how does one get those? Because they seem to appear later in life for you. It's a miracle. My face just gets keeps getting fatter and fatter. Oh gosh, that's a, you're such a lucky lucky person. And let's it's hope, genetics. Let's hope for you that luck continues in November because you know things aren't looking so good right now according to the polls for the Democrats. Any chance you think you might hold on to the House and the speakership? Yes, we have some surprises up our sleeves, sweetheart. Sweet. Don't you worry, we'll be okay. Oh, well, I, I'm excited to see what those are. Um, stand by, because I do really want to chat with another Democrat who's been in the news lately, and his name is Andrew Cuomo. I'm going to play a soundbite. This is a, a man, you may not know him, Nancy, but his name uh, is Kyle, and he does the best impressions, and he did this one of Governor Andrew Cuomo. This is soundbite nine, and then I'm going to interview him. Here it is. Here is a chart of your grandmother's sexual attraction to me over the past year. We start <laughs> off with a spike when I start to do my daily briefings. We then have another spike when I start to show charts. Here's the point where I killed a bunch of old people, bit of a dip, then sexual assault claims, one, two, three, four, five, six, etc. <laughs> okay, that is all the time we have today. Until next time, keep your head in the clouds and your eyes in the charts. Governor, Governor, it's wonderful to have you here. I never thought you'd have the guts to actually show it's up. It's wonderful to be here. Of course I have the guts. Of course. Of course. Italians have guts. <laughs> They're filled with meatballs, but we got them. <laughs> well, let me ask you first, because, you know, it's more recently in the news, about the downfall of your brother at CNN. Chris, what do you make of that? Yeah, what was that? They, look, he's a bad kid. I didn't want to tell people. But uh, he's no good. He's rotten from the inside. Okay. That's why you were mom's favorite. Absolutely. My mother loved me best and she told us. Okay. Next story. Explains a lot. One day, Christopher came home from school. He had cheated on his test. Okay. My grandfather, who was in the adult circus, circus for adults, he showed, he brought him down to work. Okay. Because we were going to have Chris work in the adult circus. My grandfather had this very famous act. He would take his testicles out and go through the aisles, smacking people in the face. <laughs> One day, Christopher sees him backstage, and he's putting, you know, oils on his testicles. He says to him, Gramps, what are you doing? He says, I do this. So when I smack the people in the face with the Polish car wash, it moisturizes their skin. <laughs> he was doing this for other people, teaching Christopher to do for others, not just for yourself. Brilliant man. But it didn't work. He's a, he's a piece of crap. Well, you know, some would say that you were the one who took that lesson to heart. You know, you got booted out of office for harassing a bunch of women. That was a smear job because I have nip pierced nipples. Oh. Did you know this? No. Well, yes. I think I actually did read something about that. You actually do, don't you? Yes, I do. Look at pictures online. Oh, you could see through the shirt. No, thanks. I pierce my nipples. Did it's it hurt? Insanity. Of course. But I like the hurt 
pain and sexual pleasure are one and the same. Okay. Okay. Two sides of the same coin. What uh, what what about these rumors that you're plotting a political comeback? Uh, these are true stories. Okay. Mm. I will let the cat out of the bag when you show. I'm running for office again. You just need a little time to let things cool off. The way things work now, so many things they come at the people's. You know, mm. they forget. You know that you sexually harassed people. Mm. <laughs> you know, it hasn't even been a year since you got booted out of office. So, what makes you think people want you back? They have no choice. I am too charming and terrific for them to resist mm. the Cuomo. A lot of Cuomo sexuals out there. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. Still, absolutely. They're even more attracted to a bad boy. Mm. That's why I wear this hat. <laughs> bad boy hat. Okay. What do you make of the you know the claims online that people look at your brother Chris and they say he's the Fredo of the family? He is. He's the Fredo of the family. Mm, so you you don't find that racist as he claimed? No, I mean it's true. If it were not true, it would be racist. <laughs> but he is the Fredo. <laughs> I, of course, am the Godfather. Ah, I see. Pulling so the strings of the puppets of the Cuomo family. Mm. Okay. What can I ask you? One of the things, a lifelong New Yorker, and I was living in New York when your father, Mario, was the governor. I don't agree with the renaming of the Tappan Zee Bridge, the Mario Cuomo Bridge. I don't like it. And I think, you know, given your disgrace and your brother's disgrace, we shouldn't be have to be going across that bridge every day seeing the Cuomo name. Is there anything, you know, you could do to undo well, that? That's terrible. That's terrible. I'm saying it might soften me on you a What's little bit. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with the Cuomo Bridge? I don't want to be It's a beautiful reminded. name. You like Tappan Zee? Yeah, I like Tappan Zee. Like it sounds like a pudding. <laughs> what would you call it? The Megyn Kelly Bridge? I was fine with Tap and Z. It's been the Tap and Z my whole life. I don't need Tap to honor Z. Mario Cuomo with my car. Name. You should honor him. <laughs> he built this city. You think? Uh, Absolutely. Mm, challenge. Without um, him, what would it be? Now, listen. It I, would be Boston. I love talking to you, but I got a lot of other guys I got to get to with equally large egos. And um, they include some very important people. So thank you for being here, Governor. But um, I'm going to I'm going to turn oh, the page and uh, and talk to Dr. Fauci. And I just want to tell the audience uh, as we get Dr. Fauci mic'd up that there's been news by Fauci this week in which he's announced to the world that um, we better get ready and that we might have to reinstate uh, potential lockdowns and masks indoors, depending on how things go with COVID. So, you know, we're always living in a perpetual state of <laughs> of worry for those at home who are listening, not watching. <laughs> Kyle has now shrunk down to where we can only see his eyes and nose. I'm not very tall. <laughs> hi, hi, Megan. I'm shorter than the others. Dr. Fauci. Why, Hello. Why, why didn't you sit on like a big man's chair, big boy chair? I am. Chair? I'm sitting on three apple boxes, but I still only got this tall. <laughs> it's a sad thing. It's nothing to laugh at. No, Dr. Right. Fauci is a very tiny man. They constantly have to, you know, put boxes down for me at the press conferences and all of these things so I could see. It's, it explains a lot, though, really, if you think it through from a psychological matter, right? It's a disability to be a short person. Mm. So, there's no march for us, if you notice. There's no march? Oh, there's no march. There's no march for short people. Right. Why is that? But the world that? ain't built for us. And no letter. You don't get a letter. There's no letter. There's nothing. There's just abuse and very high microphones. Mm. What do you make of it, Dr. Fauci? Do you think that we're going to be finding another variant that causes us to lock down and mask up and more mandatory vaccines? 
Let's hope so, because I don't have a job if we if nothing else happens here. Mm, you admit it. I I pray every day for more bat soup from China, wherever it's coming from. <laughs> bat soup. Yeah, there are a lot of people who believe you were responsible in some way for that original bat soup that got us all sick. Funding gain-of-function research, including in the Wuhan lab. What do you say? Well, well, you didn't hear it from me. Let's just say that. No comment from me today on that. Mm, I don't know, Dr. Fauci. I feel like over the course of this pandemic, you've gotten a little drunk on your own Why mind. would you think it came from the Wuhan lab? It just happened to come from a town called Wuhan, where the Wuhan lab is. I don't know why you draw that conclusion. Well, I mean, you've done your level best to make me not, right? I mean, there's been, we've seen the papers where you try to get all those virologists to reverse their opinions that it came from the lab. And within 24 hours, suddenly after talking to you, they were like, mm, didn't come from uh, a lab, came from an animal. Hey, look, you can't prove nothing over there. Let's see you prove it. Mm, it's been pretty well proven. I mean, it's like they, don't, they didn't actually catch you with the gun this in your hand. This is short abuse, close. right? What we're hearing right now is short abuse. <laughs> this, you're being a shortest right now. <laughs> Abusing a man for being smaller. What a, You should feel some shame yourself. Dr. Fauci, I mean, almost 6 million people are dead. Do you feel no shame for funding that, gain I mean, of function? If you think about the whole world and there's 7 billion trillion people, 6 billion, it's not, it's not that many. <laughs> it could be worse. You got to do ratios, Megan. You got to ratio it out. There is a man who looks at human life and its value in a similar way. And his name is Vladimir Putin. I've actually interviewed Vladimir Putin three times. This will be the fourth. Um, he's coming on in a moment. And there's a lot going on. I mean, as I said earlier, there are reports now that he's withdrawing from Kiev and some other major portions more in the western part of Ukraine. But now NATO uh, is saying that's a lie. Don't believe a thing that the Russians say and that they're, they appear to be rearming, not retreating. Amazingly, I got Vladimir Putin again. This time via Zoom, he's here. Um, President Putin, thank you so much for being here. And and is it true that you are withdrawing from the western part of Ukraine? Hello, hello, Megan. No, this is not true. None of this is true. You're not withdrawing or going back in. Neither one of those things are happening. No, you're not withdrawing. Neither one of those things are happening. Why are you? You're not going in or withdrawing or staying where we are. Not no. none of those. Not none of those. Okay, so so what about um? What about all these sanctions that have been levied on you? It must be a tough time to be living in Russia. No, Russia is a beautiful country, Russia. <laughs> this is my Russian accent. I'm just actually working on it. That's <laughs> <laughs> good as I'd hoped. It's all part of your no. KGB past. So you're trying to throw me off, aren't you? People don't know that I'm not really Russian. I just got here a few months ago. Is that Russia. right? Where are you from originally? Kansas City. Kansas City, oh, mm -hmm. like the best dupe of them all. I feel mm -hmm. like you might be playing a little April Fool's joke on me, Mr. President. No, no, you got me. You got me. April <laughs> Fool's to you. <laughs> Can I just ask you, because, you know, you're not married and there are lots of reports sometimes about, you know, the young dancers or whomever that, you know, you might be partnering up with in the news. Is there any truth to any of that? Uh, there's some girls, you know, that I see here and there. But uh, right now, no commitment from me mm. to them. But well, I do know how to seduce a woman. I take the shirt off. I get on a horse, you mm, know. Mm, well, sort of get sweaty for them. I know mm. that's your thing. I mean, I, when I interviewed you at the Kremlin, I said, what's with all the shirtless photos in your answer? I don't know mm. if you remember, but you looked at me and said, I give the people what they want. 
That's right. I said that to you. I don't remember that. I said, I give them what I want. And they get it, you know. That's how you stay on top, you know. Keep the ladies happy. Give them what they want. Well, I'll tell you this, that uh, if you find a young lady and, you know, it doesn't work out or, you know, you don't see her as a long-term prospect, I've got a pal, Kyle Dunnigan, who could really use a setup. So maybe, you know, in an act of kindness, some sort of, you know, olive branch, you you could yes. you know create a, a union like put some love out there into the world instead of so much hatred. I would love to help him and uh, put some love out there. Excellent. Maybe I'll change my tone, stop being a dictator jerk, and this, be a matchmaker like the million dollar matchmaker. This is on amazing. Bravo TV. This this is amazing. I think we really made some progress here, and I I appreciate yes. it, Vladimir. I want to apologize for all my terror <laughs> on this problem. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, uh, apology not accepted, but we appreciate the, the attempt. Um, all right, now Kyle is is he is Kyle around? Could you tap him on the shoulder, ask <clears> him <throat> if he could come back? Hey, it's there not he the is. greatest Russian accent. I am still working on that. <laughs> it's, a, it's amazing. You're incredibly no. talented. So listen, we got to go. But I, I I would be disserving my audience if I didn't ask you to tell them where they can find more of you. Um, YouTube.com slash Kyle Dunnigan is uh, where I am mainly. I do a weekly show there, a weekly live show. It's like an insane thing, but it's a weekly live sketch show. And it's a lot of fun. And uh, check it out. Well, listen, it's all I can say. It's growing right now. And uh, it's, um, it's a really nice group of uh, people, like a community. They watch live and they talk to each other. And it's uh, really been fun. It's yes, really and- stressful, though, to be honest. Like, it's so much work they're there to see you i mean that's why this is better than having gotten cast on snl for so many reasons this is better it it, it is in a lot of ways like they can't cancel it i can't get fired and uh yeah i have total control and also i mean snl you have to be you couldn't do 90 percent of the the sketches i do that's right nbc so that's exactly there's there's no competition in what i'm doing like no one else seems to be doing a live sketch show wow Um, is that right I don't see any live sketches other than like oh, SNL. I didn't realize that. Well, um, you're incredibly talented and thank, thank you. you. Thank you for all the laughs on a Friday. We needed them. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, to be continued. Hope you come back. Absolutely. All the best. Kyle Dunnigan, everybody. Go to Kyle Dunnigan, D-U-N-N-I-G-A-N.com for tour dates and his weekly show. Before we go, I want to tell you quickly, uh, don't miss the show on Monday because we got the Ruthless guys back. And guess what? Toddler mask mandate in New York City just ruled arbitrary, capricious, and void. Score one for the good guys. Michael Chesa was on the show talking about it. He won. New York better not appeal. Have a great weekend and we'll see you Monday. Thanks for listening to The Megan Kelly Show. No BS, no agenda, and no fear. <laughs>